Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast for the week ending on June 30th. Uh, my name is Ian Saunders, and uh, I am joining as well this week David Clark. David, it's good to see you back here virtually. We were together here for a little bit in person throughout the past week, but it's good to be back on here with the podcast with you. Yeah, we've been together a few times over the past month. You and I have in person quite a few times, not necessarily on the podcast, though. So <laughs> we're making our rounds back to this one um, to to show our showing glowing faces on this podcast again. I know people are excited for that. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good here. I'm sure it will be. And uh, it is also going to be the last podcast here for the month of June and the last podcast for the first half of the year. Um, it's hard to believe that we are already halfway through 2023. I mean, it feels like we were just gearing up with things we we're looking to do in 2023 and kind of market updates at the beginning of the year. And all of a sudden we're halfway through. Um, definitely hard to believe and probably hard to believe a lot of the market movement too. I mean, we're seeing massive outperformance from many of the domestic equity areas, many of those laggard areas throughout the first half of the year, which we've hit on a lot in the research. We're coming in here with market movement um, for the last week of the year and the S&P over the past week or the last week of the first half of the year, S&P over a trailing seven days is about flat. So we're kind of coming in as a kind of petering off here for the last week, at least at the time of this recording on Thursday, um, S&P is ticking up a little bit, Russell 2000 is ticking up a little bit more, um, but we've seen some other areas of the market, David, that have, not did not show as much strength earlier in the year that really in some spaces picked up the pace a lot recently and that's been the transportation space i mean you mentioned that you and i have been with each other a little bit more we certainly try to take advantage of some of the transportation especially here recently Uh, but there's been some interesting uh, updates to that kind of more dow theory transports perspective right there has. So, I mean, sort of the first jump off point is the fact that on that asset class group scores page, we've seen that transportation group increase above the score of four really for the first time in roughly about two years, if I'm recalling correctly. So pretty significant to see it move above that score of four. And historically, whenever transportations is above that score of four, like many things, has a tendency to show some potential for performance or positive performance. Now, it's pretty, the, the history only goes back to 2011, so worth bearing in mind there whenever we look at that performance. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the fact that when we look at that sort of Dow transportation average, which on our platform is the symbol DTX, it is rallied very significantly here recently. Actually moved back to a buy signal, has rallied well up into that mid-1500s level on its default chart, even further when we look elsewhere in it, you know, it, it, it continues to be one of the more improved areas. Now, Looking at the sort of Dow theory concept there, for those not familiar with it, it's basically looking at the DTX, that Dow Transportation Index, as well as the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is .DJIA on our platform. It looks for them to break out above prior resistance levels, either one right after the other or simultaneously, sort of in tandem. And the additional piece of that is it looks out for that that breakout, but also looks for an in increase in volume within the Dow as well. So we've now seen, you know, looking at those charts for DTX, as well as looking at the chart of the Dow, uh, the Dow recently rallied up to a prior level of resistance is now reversed back, looking for it to rally above that level of resistance, breaking out there in the case of looking at just on the closing prices. And that's one key piece to mention here is that the Dow theory is concerned with closing prices. So really 
what what price we're looking at from for for the closing price perspective, we're looking to move above that thirty four thousand four hundred level on a close in order to break out above that resistance as well. Uh, whenever we see a move above the fifteen thousand seventy or fifteen seventy mark for DTX on the close, would also break above that also. So looking for those those potential breakouts. And when we look at the volume here recently from the Dow, we've actually seen that month over month it's increased 13%. So long, very kind of trying to summarize all of that in a very short amount of time. We're setting up well to see the potential for breakouts. And we've also seen the potential for in it well in that increase in volume month over month from from May to June. So really setting up for the well for those looking for who are followers of Dow Theory. And you know, if it's able to break out, it would give a nice additional kind of piece for upward confirmation that we might have some more potential for upside out of US equity right now, um, yeah. which would be a positive sign because we've been looking for additional participation from many areas for some months now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that volume point, David, that you mentioned too, I mean, that's something when you think Dow theory, I mean, obviously you think of transports rising and then followed by the, the, the Dow rising, right? But that volume, that aspect of it, I think is pretty important too. And when you, you've mentioned largest current increase since, since September, right? It's also mm -hmm. the first time we've gotten an increase in back-to-back -back months, right? So we got an increase in May, mm -hmm. 7%, and then an increase this month, 12, 13%, at least at the time of this recording in volume on a month-over-month -month basis. I haven't gotten that in the past year. So we're well, seeing this kind of consistency from a volume perspective on back-to-back -back increases, mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, just adds to the kind of positive confirmation that you could potentially see if we do get that return to the upside there for the Dow. Well, and furthering your point, when looking back at the last time, we've seen a notable increase in that type of volume. And you and we noted back to September of 2022, folks will remember the market was moving notably lower in September 22. So the fact that we're seeing that increase in volume along with an actual increase in sort of absolute price, if you will, um, a little bit different story now than what we saw back in sort of the latter part of 2022 when we saw some of these breakouts with the two indices not quite happening in tandem but also not seeing the increase. It's sort of, it's weird to call it a perfect storm, but almost in a way you're getting all these pieces falling in place. So yeah, definitely gives you some, bodes well for a high level of positive evidence. So yeah. Adds to and, it. and you mentioned, I mean, a, a positive or a, a looking at a perfect storm. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that we would talk about then transports space, right? I mean, you think in the, general looking at what planes, trains, and automobiles is, is mm -hmm. the, what you alluded to earlier. I think that kind of classic movie, um, the perfect storm hopefully is not something that you see. Um, we hope looking for not that many storms when you're thinking about planes, right? Um, mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of storms here recently that have unfortunately caused a lot of flight delays, um, but you're seeing that, that kind of perfect storm play out pretty well for the broader airline space. I mean, just looking at that U.S. Global Jets ETF, um, as one of those broader representatives, as a near-perfect 5.93 fund score, um, shown pretty sharp improvement, especially over the past month. Yeah, and at this point, rallying up to match that prior resistance level that it saw in February at this, and and much of that is on the backs of two that have taken most of the headlines here recently, two primary airlines that have taken those headlines, Delta and American being the two, D-A-L-L-A-A-L, um, 
with just this week have gone from being low attribute two for fivers to high attribute four for fivers with pretty significant rallies and looking at that chart of, of delta we actually saw it give a market rs buy signal following tuesday's action also reversed back into a column of x's on its pure rs chart following tuesday's tuesday's action giving it those two additional attributes but has been on a buy signal since earlier this month and with today's action actually rallies up to 47 on its chart for a two-year high on the stock so have seen many of these rally pretty significantly and, and especially delta and american along with jets you're looking at pretty overbought pictures right now within some of those stocks yeah i mean that's delta is what almost it's intraday level is 173 percent overbought i mean you saw that strong that break back due to a positive trend it's breaking out to a, a two-year high with movement up to, up to 47 a day but 170 percent overbought is certainly that's the Bitcoin highest readings <laughs> right right certainly the highest we've seen in several years um, I mean, initial support on that chart is not coming in until around the 33 level, which is kind of down just below the midpoint on its trading band. Um, I know we've, as we alluded to, we've done a fair amount of kind of traveling over the past few weeks. And um, I certainly had a few issues with Delta with, with some cancellations here. So hopefully that'll translate into a little bit of a pullback from a price perspective and a little bit more actionable trading range, because this would not be a stock that be looking to jump into given just the massive stem that, that you see it on here right now. Mm -hmm. Well, and that'll be a common theme that you see with a lot of charts, so if, especially within the tech space and even within the airline space now. Um, cruise lines could also possibly be thrown in there as they've seen pretty strong rallies. And now, really, you're just looking for chart normalization. You're looking for normalization at current price levels, really building nice levels of support and allowing you to potentially exit and then possibly have another exit uh, if you need or entry and then exit for for the position that's a little closer to current levels but um planes aren't the only thing that we've seen improve here recently we've seen some improvement out of that automobile space um tesla's obviously garnered a lot of the attention in terms um but one that's sort of quietly if you will almost uh shown some decent improvement here recently has been ford um it's technically a two for fiver right now but ultimately it has returned back to a buy signal and has rallied up to resistant or above resistance there at 1450 currently sitting at 15 dollars with today's action highest level we've seen since august of last year for the stock and some of that i know is attached with with what's gone on in ford and tesla's relationship but it's it's worth noting that you're seeing improvement out of elsewhere in, in the auto space just outside of tesla if you will yeah absolutely i mean ford's still a two for five attribute name so i mean it, it ticked up earlier this month from a one for five or two a two for five or kind of added going back to a column of x's on its market RS chart. Um, but you see in today's move, as you mentioned, it going up going up to 15, it does move it into overbought territory. Again, a consistent theme, like you said, with a lot of these transport names, but breaking a spread triple top there after it's back in a positive trend. Um, we're not seeing today's move is going to be enough to even add an X on its market rail strength chart, but it doesn't have a, a ton to go before it gets back to a buy signal on that chart. Um, you're looking at about another 10% outperformance relative to the market, 10 to 15% there in order for it to move back to a buy signal. So not out of the realm of possibility, certainly, 
for a stock that's up 27% year to date, another 10% when you're looking at some names like Tesla that are up over 100% year to date, uh, another 10% doesn't seem that too, or, or that too extreme uh, to see there happen for Ford. So that's definitely an area that we're monitoring there. Yeah, and there's support coming in at 1150, um, which is also about where that bearish resistance or negative trend line is going to be located. Um, but when you're thinking about Tesla, you're thinking about Ford, um, you got to think about companies that are going to be taking up a lot of these these cars, or at least a lot of cars you see out on the street, right? Um, that's Uber. Right? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. talking talking about travel. If people are hopping in planes to go places, then they gotta find some way to get to their location once they get there. We've and probably I mean, taken more Ubers in the past two weeks than planes. And true, <laughs> that's true. I mean, the first thing I always do when I'm playing Lansing at the airport is look to see how 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 far away the Uber is to, mm-hmm. to pick me up, right? Um, and so you've seen that kind of reflected in the Uber share prices as well. I mean, you're looking at Uber, unlike Ford, very strong technical attribute name, five for fiber from a technical attribute perspective. It ticked up from a three for fiber to a five for fiber back in May. So it's been a consistently strong name for about six weeks at this point, right? Um, and we saw that share price rally up, um, begin to rally in May, break it, going back to a buy signal at 34, and then just go straight higher. And again, a column of X is up to the current chart level at 45. Seen a little bit of a pullback from an extended positioning there, but um, we're also seeing that kind of notable resistance point coming into play for January. David, that's going to be a pretty interesting point to monitor again. Overbought, pulled back a little bit, maybe like to see it pull back a little bit more before considering it an actionable area, but pretty strong looking technical picture there for Uber. It is. And and really, it's interesting that we're kind of having a conversation just within autos, the fact that Ford, Uber, and then really another place to me that you could toss in that sort of autos conversation within this sort of broader transport is truly the trucking transport companies, you know, and, and I want to give at least one of these a shout out just because it's a chart to me that we're talking about a lot of extended positions. And yes, it's extended, but not quite as overbought as many of the things that we're looking at right now. And that is Incorporated. It's SAIA. It's a non transports uh, or it's a transports, not air company. Sits in that top quintile of that sector matrix, has given four consecutive buy signals this month, rallying up to a new all time high. Again, a little bit extended, but not quite as overbought as a lot of the positions we've been talking about within the transport space. So, did want to at least kind of give it a shout out along with Uber as maybe being an opportunity within sort of that autos area that you could see some, see some opportunity within. And I think that's in a lot of ways what we're trying to convey here is, yeah, we're talking about transports, but that doesn't just mean one, you know, broadly where you can right. look for opportunity. Right, absolutely. And I think another um, another kind of trucking area that comes to mind is um, Old Dominion Freight, right? ODFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're thinking about, yes, moving people, people are, are traveling again, they got to go into Ubers, they got to take planes somewhere. Um, but we're also seeing that kind of trucking perspective that stuff has to, to, to go places as well. People start buying things and it has to, to move around the country too. And ODFL is another good kind of example of that with freight movement. Um, two consecutive buys, been back to a positive trend again, a little bit overbought, but, but like you said, there are certainly other areas that are more overbought. Um, so strong five for fiber from an attribute perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're thinking about freight movement too, a lot of the aspect that we've seen historically, when we've thought about that, though, has been the final of your planes, trains, and automobiles, and that's trains, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we saved the worst for last this time, <laughs> thinking about yeah, two yeah. areas that have shown a lot of improvement. Trains have not have not kept up with the broader pace of, of improvement from the transports space, have they? 
No, not 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 at all, really. I mean, um, even looking at one of the more popular names or what had been one of the sort of stronger names within the space, Union Pacific. I mean, it's down to a two for five or granted, moved back to a buy signal here recently and flipped that trend back to positive. But that's only after it's fallen down, you know, along with the broader market in in, in March. And really, ultimately, it's fall started well back in the latter part of 2022. So no, not seeing quite the same level of participation. Uh, participation from some of those railway names. Um, and really what's interesting about talking about the railways and even going back to Dow theory is originally when Dow developed the theory, Charles Dow developed the theory, it was focusing on railroads and the transportation index has very much become not not railroads. So right, right. it's kind of interesting sort of the 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 piece over time that You've seen this importation, this improvement out of transports and sort of what may be someone's initial thought when they think of transports um, might not always be necessarily the case. Um, and yeah. especially if you're looking for opportunity, you know, if you're thinking of transports and you automatically go to railroads, then you're not really seeing much in, in many ways. Yeah. I mean, you look at something like Canadian Pacific Railway, ticker CP, right? I mean, it is a three for five from an attribute perspective, and it is in a negative trend. Um, but you look at this chart and on a point and figure chart. I mean, it's it's been in a, a wide but definable trading range between sixty five and eighty four dollars since really the beginning of twenty twenty one. I mean, it's just moved sideways, essentially kind of up and down through there. I mean, that is a, a wide range, but hasn't really been able to, to move kind of one way or another out of that. It just it gets to the top and it turns around and goes back down and gets back up. It's um, it's now a kind of moving up toward the north end of that. So we see that chart at the current um, chart level at $80 at least. It's pulled back a little bit from that from an actual price perspective around 78 bucks at the time of this recording. If it can get back to 81, that'll move it back to a positive trend, tick it up back to a four for fiber. And then you're looking at that kind of 83 to 84 overhead resistance to see if it can get back out of that trading range. It's been in for what, over two years at this mm -hmm. point, two, two and a half years. So it, we'll see if the broader, if some of these uh, train stocks can follow some of the other transportation areas that have just shown such sharp improvement recently, um, see if those areas can kind of pull some of these trains um, back onto the tracks, if you will. That, that was a way to end it there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And yeah, um, on that note, I mean, I think, David, that probably wraps up most of, uh, most of the areas that we we're looking to cover here. Uh, just a quick housekeeping note. Uh, we're, we're not going to be having a podcast next week, given the holiday week, um, but we'll, we'll be back strong in, uh, for the week uh, of uh, July, starting July 10th, at least. So ending the July 14th uh, with that next podcast, it's going to be coming out and we'll be uh, talking to you there about what movement we see going on in the second half of the year. So David, good to be back here talking with you. Uh, Pleasure as always. And everyone, thanks for tuning in this week for the last podcast of the first half. And we look forward to talking to you in July.